Hello friends, it's Phil. I'm back. Yes, my friends. Let's say 20 to 30 minutes minutes of rambling from me. By the way, if you've ever wondered how I do this podcast, how it's produced, how much effort goes into it, how much post-editing effort goes into it, let me explain my process before we get on to the episode. So I spend most of the day thinking about stuff. Because if you've listened to previous podcasts, you will know that's one thing I do and have absolutely no control of changing. That's me ADHD. So I spend all day thinking, right? (laughs) About everything as a little story actually i'll tell you what uh, i'll tell you a story about um the first time i realized that, that i never stop thinking or actually no this isn't the first time this is just an example so probably about 19 years ago when i first started the original lawn gardening um i actually installed a new lawn in my parents back garden and from memory i think it was 380 square meters that I installed myself. And naively and stupidly, I decided that I wouldn't rotate the area. What I'd do is cut the grass really short and then bury it under a hundred mil of new topsoil. So as a loose calculation, and I'm not going to do the calculation, I can let you do that. 380 square meters times by 100 mil, 10 centimetres. How much soil is that? Oh, cubic metres, 38 cubic metres of soil. Now, 19 years ago, you didn't have to get a permit to put anything on the road, whether it is a skip or 38 cubic metres of soil. I didn't think you did until... Someone, I think it was a parking warden, actually came past and said, you know, you need to shift that by the end of the day or you'll get a fine up to 10,000 quid. I didn't know this. So, yes, my friends, I basically went into an absolute mission of moving 38 cubic meters of soil into my parents' back garden. Now, I'll give you some of the maths. To get from the from the road to the back garden, it was around about 30 metres. 30 metres. To get from one end of the garden to the other end of the garden, it was probably about 50 metres. So let's call it 80 metres, loosely. So one wheelbarrow, one fill, one idiot with a brilliant brain, said to himself, okay, I can shift this in a day because 38 cubic meters divided by wheelbarrows is 12 wheelbarrows. 12 wheelbarrows times by 38 cubic meters gives you 400 wheelbarrows. So I stood there thinking all this through whilst in a blind panic to some extent. Um, And I thought, I am going to shift them. And I'd actually worked out that to do the transitions would take around about 
three minutes, there and back, there and back, there and back. So three minutes times by, what did I say? 400 runs. Gives you an idea of the amount of minutes. And what did I think about? What did I think about during each and every run? What did my ADHD brain that I didn't know about do during that period? It optimized the runs. It optimized the passage. It optimized the digging, the transfer, how I held the wheelbarrow, how I pushed the wheelbarrow, the ramps I built. Every single journey was optimized. So let's just say one simple task done 400 times was done in a day, I'm proud to say. I think I got it done by about seven o'clock in the evening. I probably started about eight in the morning. Um, and you can do the maths as to does that all stack up? But I just know I did do it. And I cleaned the road. But I guess what I'm saying in this uh, little segue in the front of uh, the podcast is that was the first time I remember in recent history, and I'm sure there are many other times, where I know what happens when I think all day about one thing. I come out with an answer, a solution. So to just rewind, that's an ADHD thing that I've really realized. Um, I have spent the whole day thinking about this podcast. The whole day. Whilst I've been driving back from London, which is four and a half hours today, I've spent the whole day thinking about this podcast. Actually, earlier today, I had a phone call with a very good friend. Hello, Steph, if you're listening. Brilliant phone call, mate. And we talked about stuff for two hours. But during those two hours, I was thinking about the end, the end point of everything. Anyway, if you're still with me, welcome to my brain. (laughs) Right, so this podcast is titled Thinking Time. And I'm actually going to introduce this whole idea of uh, thinking time uh, to do regular posts. And the the idea of the thinking time post, as opposed to uh, other episodes, is um, the thinking time post is going to really be a bit more of a an exploration into my learnings and my interpretation and my thinking around ADHD and dyslexia. dyslexia. And here's a little footnote. That word, dyslexic or dyslexia, God, I don't know how to spell it. And I, weirdly enough, most words that I can't spell very well, I learn as pictures. But weirdly enough, dyslexic or dyslexia, I just haven't processed into my mind. And therefore, I always spell them wrong. 
the first time. And thank God for spell check because, to be quite honest, I'd never spell it right. Um, I would never spell it right. <laughs> it's as simple as that. Let me say that again. The word that explains my mind or part of it, I can't spell very well. So, this episode, Thinking Time, and an, and an, and an, an apology, ADHD, and small things. That's what we're going to talk about. So the first thing is, and I've thought about this a lot, and I mentioned it today when I was chatting to Steph. And <clears throat> if you know me, or if you've known me in the past, and if you are listening to this, this is from me to you. An apology. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. I didn't know about my ADHD. And I didn't know really about my dyslexia in my younger adult years. I didn't even know about it in my, until, you know, recently, really. And the reason for the apology is, there have been periods in my life when I've been part of brilliant teams. There's been periods of my life when I've been doing things that are brilliant. There's been periods of my life when I've had brilliant friends. There's periods of my life when I've been really supported. There's been periods of my life when people have tried to help. But because I didn't know and understand how my brain was reacting to certain situations. A lot of those, those components, friends, relationships, jobs, careers, opportunities, I closed them down. I stopped them. And I really apologize for that because I think in some cases, people were very vested in me. People gave me a chance. People gave me an opportunity. And I let them down. They might not have seen it like that, but I look at my life chart, let's say, and I thought it was the saboteur in me that had this behavior of destroying things when they were good. And to some extent, They were and have been destroyed, let's say. But maybe if I say sorry, <clears throat> and honestly, genuinely say sorry, with a, you know, not with a regret and a, and a burden on, on myself to some extent, is I'm just sorry, because I didn't know. I didn't know. And I just want to share one little thing inside of this. If you've been in the team that I was part of, in a business that I was part of, if I was in a sports environment that you were part of, and I did something that seemed to destroy things. Let me just try and explain to you what I've learned about my ADHD that is now so powerful for me in the future. So there's two things, right? Is that 
when I was doing things that were going really well, that I was doing really well, that I was excelling at, I would have incredible anxiety about it because my brain would be thinking, because of my early years, let's say, my brain would be thinking, overthinking, overprocessing, when is this going to end? And to some extent, my ADHD and the anxiety and the uncertainty, what I would do is I would make the decision for myself to terminate things before they maybe became successful or better or more successful. Because weirdly enough, I couldn't really cope with the acknowledgement of being good, being successful, doing things well. As weird as that sounds, it's almost by being successful, by doing things well, it triggered something in my brain that made me want to stop it. And as I said in a previous podcast, the ADHD that I've learned about, that characteristic was life limiting. And I do look, you know, I so, so apologize. I won't list the key milestones of where this has happened. But if you know me, if you've been part of some of the brilliance that I've done, some of the involvements I've had, some of the things that I've contributed to, and then I've terminated them, I can only apologize because I now know why. I now know why. Anxiety and uncertainty and in the AD, in in my ADHD mind that never stops thinking, it would have terrorized me. Success would have terrorized me. Failure would have terrorized me. But I now realize, I now understand that if I can be calm, be patient, listen and learn and think confidently about the future, that's an important narrative from the past. You might have to listen to a previous podcast to understand the doubt sensitivity thing. But um, I can honestly say, and there are so many occasions, not going to a wedding, not going on a trip, not going abroad with mates, not turning up to a party, not staying at a job, not staying at a team, not staying at a sports club. Oh God, the, the list goes on. The list goes on. So look, if you've been part of my previous life and you feel, perhaps on reflection, that I threw away everything, it's just a heartfelt apology. But I'm not going to linger on it. I'm not going to linger on it. But I just wanted to say, I just want to put it out there because I think some of you that are listening to this podcast might just um, understand it. Others, it will be useful to understand. Be very aware of this characteristic. So that's the um, the apology. Anyway, so moving on. Um, I've been thinking... And here's the other side of the apology. Now I've learned about my ADHD and my dyslexia and, and I'm learning, 
I'm learning and learning and learning and learning. Um, I'm gaining a sense of feeling, which is quite exciting, if somewhat nerve-wracking, if not really tiring to process. I'm gathering confidence in the future. And when I say those words, confidence in the future, I can probably say in my adult life, probably from the age of about 20-ish maybe, those two words haven't been connected. Confidence and future. They haven't been connected. I have doubted myself and my capabilities and everything that I think, you know, I haven't been regretful. I've never regretted anything. You know, I've just not understood, really, why things happened the way they did. But I'm kind of starting to turn a dial in my thinking around a newfound sense of optimism that there is a confident future ahead. And look, considering the world we live in at the moment, in the UK or in the world, world in conflict, economies struggling, people struggling. The, op the opportunity for me, having that newfound optimism, that confidence in the future, I hope to gift it out there as well, is like maybe people with neurodiverse minds can see through See a way through. See a way through. I really do think that. And in my case, I'm quite excited. So, the last point of this podcast, small things. So I wanted to just go back to talking about growing or gardening, actually, and small things. So when I was chatting to Steph today, we were talking about, Steph's a friend of mine who runs a company called Ouch Designs. He's a phenomenal thinker when it comes to brand strategy. And we first worked together on all gardening in 2006. And the brand guidelines book that he produced in 2006 for me, a PDF, I still have. So just keep that in mind. 2006. It's now 2023. The document I have cradled throughout the last, how many years is that? Come on, 15 years. Is it more? God, I don't know. My brain can't quite process that. But look, that piece of work that Steph did for me, Steph at Ouch Designs, was phenomenal. The greatest piece of investment that I've ever, ever made. And as I said to Steph today, is that I've been processing my thinking around the whole ideology of doing one thing well. And the one thing that I'm circling and investing in and doing really well and learning every day is I grow the finest lawns in the country. That's my intention. Where am I with the finest lawns narrative? I'm very, very close. I'd say on some of the lawns I work on, I would give them a 9.8 out of 10. And others, they are growing. Others, 
work in progress and others I'm learning. But I know that in terms of fine lawn care, the finest lawns, I know that I can get a lawn to 9.8 out of 10 for you. But look, the thing I was saying to Steph about the smallest thing, and I'm circling it again. We were talking about the future of lawn plan and the future of all gardening and what, what it really is, what it really could be, what all gardening could really be if I really focus my ADHD dyslexic brain on the job. We talked about that and we talked about it for a couple of hours, which was really kind of Steph to do. But I came off the phone thinking one thing. I thought to myself, what's the one thing that I can do with Steph, that Steph can do with me, that Steph can do for all gardening, that I can do for Ouch Designs? What's the one thing that we can do that will change everything? What's the one thing, you know, and there are millions and millions of things that we could do. Change words, change the icon, change the brand, change the van, change the strap line, <clears throat> change the font, change the fonts, change the email, change how we talk, change. The list goes on. But I kind of have spent all of today, like the wheelbarrow analogy, I've spent the whole of today thinking What's the one thing that I can put in place now that will change everything in the future? It doesn't have to change everything now. But what can I put in place now that will change everything in the future, which will make all gardening and lawn plan and the fine lawn service the greatest fine lawn service in the UK? One of the greatest fine lawn or lawn services in the world. What's the one thing? And it's not obvious. It's not obvious. But because it's not obvious, this is where I seek optimism <clears throat> in realizing my brain. So in the past, I would have probably got to a point where I'd go, I need to change everything. I need to throw away everything I've done and change everything but I don't need to change everything anymore. What I need to do, as I've tried to explain in this podcast, is I need to embrace my newfound sense of confidence in the future. And in doing so, realizing that there is a really powerful future ahead that only I can see, only me with my mad mind, my mad brain, my brilliant brain can see. So the journey I'm traveling on at the moment, Steph, the journey I'm traveling on with you in my mind, scary as that may seem, is really, what's the one thing? What's the one thing that we should do for the brand, for the business? What's the one thing that would change everything in the future? And it look, if there's one thing about the greatest brands the greatest businesses in the one in the world. One of the things that is so relevant, which a good friend of mine said to me, Nick Warren, stories mean business, by the way, 
very good friend of mine. Um, I like to think so. But the he said to me that simple is not the same as easy. I've mentioned that before. And that in itself is such a powerful narrative. Simple is not the same as easy. But in my head, considering that it never stops thinking, that it's constantly processing, if you give it the smallest problem to work on, in theory, it has the greatest amount of processing ability to find something that will make things change, make everything change. In a way, the conversation I had with Nick a few months ago around simple is not the same as easy got me to this mad mission of refining lawn plan into the services it is now. And if you don't know what lawn plan is, go and look on the website. The links are in the notes, actually. Go and look at the website and look under services and look at the section called uh, lawn plan. That is years and years and years, and particularly the last five months of micromanaging my thinking down to making something really complex seem really simple. And I feel that I can get a lawn to 9.8 out of 10 now. But simple is not the same as easy. And in summary, what I'm trying to discover next, what I'm trying to put in place next, what I'm trying to think about next, Steph, is what's the one thing we can do that would change everything? Maybe not immediately, maybe a little bit down the road, maybe next spring. But what can we put in place now that will change everything? That people that listen to the podcast go, that doesn't seem like a, such a big change. But look, I will know if it's the right thing. Let's say, because I will have processed billions of hours, not billions of hours, but there would have been multitude, many, 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 many hours to consider that one thing. Because it's got to layer on top of the simplest thing that all gardening is now. The finest lawn service in the country. The finest lawn service that people that, may really appreciate a fine lawn, don't even know about yet. Anyway, hopefully you found Thinking Time, the new podcast. Hopefully you, hopefully you found it a little bit insightful and maybe a little bit more structured than previous podcasts. If you have found it insightful, pop me a message, as people have done recently, which has been really, really kind. It's been beautiful to reconnect with some people from my past. And if you were possibly part of something I was involved in and I screwed it up and you take my apology on face value as a real apology, then maybe bob me a message and just say, Phil, it all makes sense, mate. <laughs> you may know more than I ever realized. And I think some of you will have done. Anyway, look, <clears throat> that's my honest, honest thinking time podcast. Anyway, I'm going to stop now before the timer on the, uh, on the podcast stops me from chatting. Anyway, look, thanks for listening. As always, everyone in the world who is listening, um, I'm learning. I'm learning so much. And as I learn, I'm sharing. And 
as a reference, I think maybe the next Thinking Time podcast, I will talk about who has been working alongside me to help me understand me. Her name's Libby. That's all I'm going to say. But I will share what I've, uh, what we've been working on. And let's say the process that I think I've been going through with her support. Anyway, look, that's all for now. Thanks for listening. As always, everyone, um, thank you very much for your support. It's loved. That's all I can say. Anyway, onwards to grow more fine lawns around the UK. Catch you soon. Take care. Ta-da! Bye.